2: It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and
1: then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767 or you
2: can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now.
1: What do you make of Sportico determining the Bears franchise worth $6 billion? A 20% increase from last year, but nonetheless far behind the Dallas Cowboys. An NFL best $9.2 billion valuation. Should this team have higher value than simply the eighth highest in the NFL? Will building a stadium change things?
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, look. The Bears have never, the Bears franchise should be worth a lot more money than $6 billion. I'm sorry. And, and I'm surprised it's taking, uh, I mean, I'm sure, I should put it this way, I'm sure Kevin Warren knows that and has a plan to do something about it. Because the Bears have underachieved financially for about as long as the Bears have existed. And part of that was their stadium deal. And everything going on at Soldier Field. I mean, that is the smallest stadium in the 32 team NFL. They need to build their own building. And I know, I I think uh, Arlington Park is coming down fast. That still frosts me. I just, I miss Arlington. I used to love going there. But it's gone. I got to move on in life. And they need to just get that building up. They need to start working on it, they need to get that going their franchise would be worth a hell of a lot more. All this little, you know, patty fingers in the holy water nonsense is not advancing them at all. And they can close that gap by getting a building with a dome up and, and bringing in all sorts of other events and the Super Bowl, etc. So if I were them, that would be my main concentration. It's great to have an entity that is worth uh, $6 billion, but there is no way. That you should be, um, that half of that should be how much more valuable the Dallas Cowboys are. You know, get a better team, get a building, and get your $9 billion.
1: Well, I've got to imagine that once that new building goes up, because it will be so brand spanking new, that that's going to put them right there. I mean, they're, they're going to be... Depends
2: on what kind of building, though.
1: They're right? going to be... Well, but 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 the fact that it's brand spanking new... I, 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 again, I, I really agree with the idea that you really... You can't foul this up. Like, the NFL's not going to allow you to foul this up. And it looks like, visually anyway... You know, we're talking about the quarterback show a couple minutes ago in the opening segment. You, that stadium... That's in Minnesota it looks pretty spectacular. Gabe, have you
0: visited? I've I've have I've been to both of those stadiums, the old one and the new one.
1: Okay, so like if if you get something like that up in Arlington Heights or floating on the lake, like I'd like to see it, um, it's going to be a home run.
0: I went to Jerry's World for my Bears trip last year. I I mean I know everyone speaks so highly of it. Unimpressed, maybe that's just because I'm a Bears fan. But I I, I agree with you, Dustin, in that the Bears whatever they build. It is going to be a marvel, right? I think that, that, that holds true. So the stadium most certainly is going to change things. I think, you know, when you're talking about the valuation, look, the commander's, you know, $6 billion, whatever the sale is or whatever that, that looks like. If the Bears were to actually put themselves up for sale, you can call it a valuation of $6 billion, but with 756 billionaires in the United States— there's going to be some sort of bidding war of people and, and to own a, a franchise like the Chicago Bears, that would just drive up the numbers. So I mean, you know the Patriots are sitting at 6.4. The Bears themselves I mean I think it's I think they already are, are should you know, if they were to go up for sale, there'd be some sort of bidding war that would get that well above six billion dollars. But adding that stadium, I think the Bears organization understands it. Kevin Warren understands it. That is what you would do um, to, to, to increase that number for sure.
2: Um, SoFi Stadium, okay, so you got the Rams and the Chargers That's where there. I'm going this year, Mully. Okay, they, they, they built that in 2020 for $5.5 billion. Oh my God. That's still going to be a better stadium than whatever the Bears built because the Bears are not going to spend $5.5 <laughs> billion on their stadium. But
1: it's two teams. Doesn't that come into no, the equation? No, because the one
2: guy owns it. It doesn't matter. It's it it two teams playing it, but he gets a he gets a gate every single okay. week. Okay, five point five billion. And Justin. when Taylor
0: Swift comes into town,
2: how much are they going to spend for that?
0: It costs five point five billion dollars
2: with the B, not because it's L A M, because it's yes. L A.
0: Oh, okay, so the land probably costs well
2: it. the land, but also they built a they built a cathedral. Mm-hmm. They, they they didn't build you know whatever the Bears have in mind. Maybe that's something Iberflus can. Uh, clear up a little bit later on the day but that's a good question
1: later on this morning it'll be big time 7 a.m right here on the mullion Hawes show what did you make of the bears initial depth chart they sent it out a corrected version that moved roshan johnson from fifth to third but left Travis gibson buried what happened to
0: that guy yeah i think with this depth chart i mean nobody cares really right it's it's cool to look at it's cool to talk about but it's not going to be the same come week eight or whatever that is. So, I mean, I don't read too much into it. Roshan Johnson, fifth to third. Yeah, that's what we expect him to be. But Travis Gibson, I think when you look at him, you are so excited about what he could have been a couple of years ago. But I think the move from uh, three, four to four, three affected him. You know, last year, you know, two, he had two sacks in game two, and then he didn't have another sack until week 16. So he started off the year fine where you thought he was going to have that continued uh, production, but didn't have that. Four tackles was the most he had in in one game all season. And then four stuffs all season. That is unacceptable if you're playing in all of those games. I mean, if you look at 2021, um, that's when he had the five – he had five forced fumbles, none in 2022 last year. So, I mean, when you're looking at the productivity, there is that fall off, but you wonder if it's because of the switch in defense. But being buried that far down, I mean – like I was saying to you, Mully, I got to check in on you when your kids leave. Somebody should check in on Travis Gibson and say, hey, man, is everything cool? Like, is everything good? Like, what can we do to put you in a better state of mind so that that way we can increase your productivity? But, you know, hey, there's always this year, right? You get a level of comfort when you've been in the system for a little bit. And hopefully you can turn it around because the Bears need a guy like Travis Gibson to step up, someone to step up.
1: Well, I will push back a little bit here and disagree with you, gay. I think these do matter. I think, I, 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 as a fan, a depth, a preseason depth chart. Yeah, everything matters with the Bears. Everything, every single to me as a fan, every little tiny thing matters. I care more about that <laughs> than, you know, game twenty-three of the White Sox. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but Roshan Johnson being fifth like, at first, that made me think. Wait a minute. I thought this guy was the goods. Like I thought this guy could, is he dropping balls? What am I, is he, is he not learning the playbook? Is he, is he got a bad attitude? Is he one of these guys like that plays for the Washington commanders? that doesn't want to be coached too hard. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. And every once in a while, somebody needs a foot in the backside. That's what this is for Travis Gibson. This is a direct foot in the, you want to make this team. You got a long way to go. So you better, you know, wake the blank up. Um, Yeah, it it is – I don't argue
2: with what you're saying, Dustin. I thought it was interesting that they corrected the idea that that Johnson – and I immediately looked to see if they did any correction with (laughs) Travis Gibson, and they did not. That tells you where he stands. He's got an uphill battle to make the team. This is a contract year. He's got to be good enough not just to make the team, but to make an impact so that he remains with the team. And we haven't seen that from him. And we haven't seen it in those positions. And guess what? Time's ticking, and they're getting another guy in here, and they've, they've signed a couple other guys. There's, this is an uphill climb, man. I mean, you got to make sure that, uh, that you're a part of this team. And if you're that deep in the, in the uh, uh, depth chart, you're not going to be on the team. You're not going to even make the team, let alone get another contract. So big year for him. He needs to to whatever is going on with him, and we'll uh, talk to Big Z about it at seven o'clock. Seems like he's just a guy. He you know he he improved quite a bit from one year to the next. They had a decent season here in twenty twenty one. It was, mm-hmm. but you better get back to that. You better do something,
1: Dustin. I, we're not going to waste air time on that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> next question. Thank you. Next question. Thank, thank next, you very question. Much. next question. Next question. All right. This one involves Coach Wanstead. Did the team listing Vellis Jones Jr. as a returner signal he's safely on the roster, or is he a guy who might be featured before a potential attempt to trade him, as Coach Wanstead suggested right here yesterday? Is he ultimately a keeper, I Y O, in, in your opinion? Your- Are we? You know, that that's funny that we did that. That I Y O because we had some. Uh, K and T-Y and T-Y-V-M's, well, you know, and we uh, had that discussion on the uh, show.
2: I don't know if you've picked up on it, Dustin, but I'm fairly wordy in my questions, so <laughs> no. I tra- rather than just typing everything out, I, I, I-Y-O wasn't meant to be read aloud. It, you were
1: supposed to say in your uh, I know. I said both. It was, let's look behind the curtain. As let's you might, look behind as the you curtain. Might lo- as you might know, if, if you've listened to the show long enough, I, I'm not really great at spelling, even though I don't know why we need spelling on the radio, but... Um, I thought it was funny, IYO. In your opinion, so I thought that was a good, that was a good oh, laugh. Maybe okay. too inside the Mully and Haw show, but yeah, that was good.
2: Maybe waste of time. Okay. Yeah, I'll okay. be. I'll, I'll have a short answer. Thank you, buddy. Um, that keep it short. Uh, Valus Jones. I don't know what to make of Valus Jones. I think that my problem with him is, as I said yet before, I don't think he's a receiver. I don't think he's a. a, a I think that you got. Better options if you want to go down the field, guys that can do more things, better things. I think that they're looking for a spot for him because he's a third round pick. They sign the guy as a third round pick. They draft him as a third round pick, and he's 25 years old when they take him. So he's 26 this year. You're you're you should be in your prime in the NFL at his age. And this is it. If you can't catch a punt, you're there's no role for you here. They've improved. They're receiving core significantly, and if he doesn't break out as both a punt returner and a kick returner, you don't really return kicks anymore. The rules have gotten crazy, but you need a punt returner, and he couldn't catch the ball last year. So that's a different skill than catching the ball down the field. Um, he seems to me more gadget guy, line him up in the backfield. He's got speed, and speed kills, and if he can figure out a way to use it, but guess what? You're not going to spend a lot of time figuring out how a guy can help you if you can only use him as a gadget guy, can't do anything else, and and then every time he's on the field, everyone knows he's getting the ball, and here comes the gadget play. So you've got to figure out this kid awful quick, and he's got to make a vast improvement from one season to the other. I think they're going to give him every opportunity, and I think speed is very important, so I think that he has a good chance. I don't think that that I would say he's cut or anything like that, but it is he's he must be aware of his situation and of the people around him. They're moving on up, and if you want to go with them, you better pack a bag and do
1: it. I like uh, Tyler Scott in this position. That that would be the guy because Mully, you talk about a guy who can catch the ball, young guy, right? He he's listed though as fifth. Is the punt returner right now on the Bears' yep. official depth chart. But that's a guy who I would I would predict he will be the primary punt returner for our Chicago Bears I this year. I think he's
2: going to play the position that, that uh, maybe you were thinking.
1: Bellas could have played, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And
2: the other thing is, why is Dante Pettis on the roster? He's hurt, but they kept him on the roster. The only contribution he's going to make is as a punt guy.
1: And who I don't want to see do it, who they have listed third, I do not want DJ Moore doing it. Oh too, no, please too, no. Too valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Too don't valuable. don't want that. Vayles, ah oh, man, it's unfortunate, right? Because Molly, you really hit the nail on the head. He's a third round pick, so the fact that he's penciled in one place in the entire roster, that's unfortunate, and that's uh, damning to the to the reputation of, of polls from his first draft. But his short his leash is short. There's no doubt about that. I mean, where what? It, how is he going to contribute to this team? And I think, you know, Velas needs to look at himself and, and and find a way to try to really, I don't know, get involved. It is frustrating because you look at him and he had moments second half of the season. I mean, although obviously the people wanted him cut from the team at the beginning of the year, but second half of the season, at least there were moments where you can say, okay, I can see what people saw in him. But you're right. There's been additions to the wide receiver room, so it's he gets, continues to get pushed down and. Jeez, a third round, a, a third round pick on a on a punt returner, that can't that can't be a good thing. So hopefully, uh, but I, I don't see him getting traded because in order for him to get traded, somebody would actually have to want him. And so, but hopefully uh, during the preseason he could he can show his value and show that he where he can contribute to this team.